my last message on what we've been ministering on the Holy Spirit. And um, we've been on this for a while. And I encourage you to go on the app or on our website and listen to the messages that we've delivered on the Holy Spirit. But I feel like God told me that it, time is up on that. So next Wednesday, we'll start a new series. And a week from Sunday, we'll start another new series on Sunday. So we got new all around. Amen? Yeah. Amen. So <clears throat> tonight, I can't, I really can't continue to um, say enough about how vital that it is for you in your life to know the person of the Holy Spirit, to be in faith in God to where you are in a place where the manifestations of the Spirit are there for you, for you to operate in as the Lord wills, the manifestations of the Spirit that we've talked about for the last few months, what they look like, how He wants you to Live your life yielding to Him in every way. I can't tell you how vital that is for your success in life. That you're open to yield to the person of the Holy Spirit. To listen to Him and His ideas and what He thinks and not what anybody else thinks. Amen? No matter what things look like, how you feel, something appears to be, it doesn't matter. We give no place to the lies of the enemy. He's a liar. And actually, you can believe the opposite of anything he tells you. Anything that you know that is not of God and is of him, whatever it is, just believe the opposite. Because he's a bull-faced liar in everything that he says and does. And he's after all of humanity but greater is he that is in us than anything we face out there. Can you say amen? So, I've, I've read a number of different foundational scriptures, and I've repeated a lot of different things, and I'm going to just repeat one thing tonight that we've read out of Ephesians 3.20. It says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. And that power that is working in us is our yielding to the Holy Spirit and His ways of doing. And when that's working in us, He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. And I don't know about you, but I can think and ask a lot. I got a lot of thoughts and I got a big asker. Amen? But he can do above and beyond if we're allowing him to have his way in us. We read through 1 Corinthians 12 for many weeks where he said 
starting in verse 1. I'm just going to look at it real quickly and then just press on to the, the verses that I have for tonight. Concerning spiritual gifts, and we've talked about the, that word gifts is not there. Concerning spiritual manifestations, I don't want you to be ignorant. And a little farther down, he says, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are diversities of ministries, but the same, the, the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit, these manifestations that he mentions after that, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of everybody. The manifestation of the Spirit is for the profit of mankind, for mankind to profit, to advance, for mankind, for things to go well for mankind. That's what the manifestation of God's Spirit is for and about in our lives. And he goes on to talk about these nine manifestations. And then in the last verse here, in verse 11, he says, but one in the same Spirit... <clears throat> works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. So he doesn't want us to be ignorant of this. And even if it doesn't make natural sense what some of this stuff is talking about at different times, it's his will and we have to know it. We have to learn it and know it. We have to learn it and grow in it and grow in the revelation and the understanding of it. Because it's vital that we have it. It's vital that you know how to yield to the voice of the Spirit of God. It's vital. It, it's the difference in, in defeat and victory. It is the difference. He's the difference maker. You know, if we were talking about somebody else or, you know, you just, you know, you... you doing something in the natural to make sure that things work out for you, that, that's one thing, and putting confidence in something in the flesh or in the natural. But there's no, distance, no, there's no difference maker like He is. He makes the difference in everything. So we have to learn how to yield to Him and know what His voice is saying and telling us to do. So these manifestations of the Spirit, I really encourage you to go back and listen to the messages where we talked about this. We, did, we talked about it several times because we've been on this for a number of months. To listen to it and then allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to you how the manifestations of the Spirit work and operate in your life because they're there for you as He wills. Um, so with all the talk that we've done about the Holy Spirit, I believe and we ministered on this a number of times, but I, but I feel like there's some more God gave me that I wanted to end this series with in these few passages of Scripture. Um, so with all that we've talked about, I believe this is the key <clears throat> to knowing what's God and what isn't God. Something that is God-revealed and something that is not. This is the key. Because many, many times... Many times you can find yourself where, you know, I prayed and I just don't know what is God. And He wants you to know what's Him and what's not Him. Because He doesn't want you following after something, paying attention to something, giving heed to something that's not Him. So we have to know how. 
Romans 8 and verse 14. We've read this during this series, but I want to read this and then a few other verses. Romans 8 and 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God, sons and daughters of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father, for the Spirit Himself. Everybody say Himself. He is, he's a He. He's a person. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. It bears witness. And the bearing witness has to do with my human spirit and the Holy Spirit being connected, me yielding to Him. He's not going to yield to me. I have to yield to Him. But we've got to be connected. We've got to bear, my spirit has got to bear witness with what the Holy Spirit is saying. That's why you have to know the Word. It's the reason you have to know the Word. Um, I don't know if you've noticed this or not, wherever you're at in your life, I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but I've noticed over the last 18 months or so, I've noticed that there's been kind of a, if you will, just a figure of speech, a separation between the men and the boys. Meaning, a separation in those that really are pursuing God and His Word and those that are just kind of have a head full of knowledge. There's been a separation. I've seen many, 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 many people go down. Not just die, but go down, defeated, because of fear, because of the lack of doing the Word. But you can't do Word that is not revealed to you. And it can't be revealed to you if you don't know how to yield to the voice of the Spirit, which isn't actually a voice. It's a knowing. I'm going to say it again. That voice is not actually a voice. I mean, God can do whatever God wants to do. If He wants to speak to you in an audible voice and He's done it, you know, He'll do whatever He wants, but that's not the way He set it up. There's a still small knowing inside of you that what you needed in a situation because you prayed in the Spirit you were meditating on the things of God's Word. You were declaring the Word on a daily basis. And when you needed something, He revealed it to you. But I've noticed many people have gone down, thrown in the towel, quit, if you will. Many people that have kind of actually turned their back on, just on kind of like on Christianity itself because of the discouragement of not seeing things work. Do not be one of them. Remember, we're not talking about what I'm preaching that your confidence is that I'm faithful to it, okay? I mean, you don't need to listen to somebody that's not doing what he's preaching, 
right? But your confidence can't be in me. It's got to be in him. Did you hear what I said? Because he's faithful to his word. He will make, he'll move heaven and earth to make sure that his word comes to fruition. And you cannot use any human beings, examples, or situations, or things that they've gone through as things that appeared like they didn't work to define what God will or won't do. You can only use His Word. Only. He will do everything His Word says that He will do. But for you, what will work is what you believe. And you'll never believe anything that has not been revealed to you by the person of the Holy Spirit. And you'll never have something revealed if you don't know how to yield. vital. It's life and death. It's literally life and death. In saying that, and you know, I always say this, I always come behind this, never judge what someone else has gone through. Never look at that. I'm not saying judge it, but you can't let what's happened in another person's life affect the way you believe the Word of God because He's true to His Word. You don't know what goes on in other people's lives. You don't know everything about everything that's happening in other people's lives. Nobody knows the inward and deep thoughts of another person except the Holy Ghost. Nobody does. We have to know how to yield. Can you say amen? So... To be sensitive to the Spirit, to know how to yield, this is what I want to end the series with right here. You must have a clear conscience. You must have a clear conscience. Upwards, I'm not going to say this exactly, but I, I, I went through and sometimes you can count how many times something's mentioned in Scripture, but then there's so many different translations, it could go anywhere from 50 to 100 because of the different translations. But in my Bible, in, my, in the New King James, where I've counted what God says about conscience, conscience, a person's conscience, just in the New Testament, is over 40 times. You think that's well worth giving some attention to? Yes. I believe the key to our sensitivity in God is having a clear conscience. I believe it's the key. Look at this verse of Scripture in Acts 23 and verse 1. Acts 23 and 1. Then Paul, looking earnestly at the council, said, Men and brethren, I've lived in all good conscience before God until this day, up to this day. I've lived with a good conscience. Hmm. Well, Paul, how did you live with a good conscience? Having a clear, good conscience is a key to, is, is the, one of the number one keys 
to learning how to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. How? How did he do that? If you're taking notes, you need to write these three things down. Your conscience is the mind of your spirit. Your conscience is the mind of your spirit. Reason is the mind of your soul. Reason is the mind of the soul. Feelings are the mind or the thinking of the flesh. So, think about this in regards to how do you live with a clear conscience. I want you to think about this. Your conscience... For it to be clear, you have to develop the mind of your spirit. We're three-part being. We're body, soul, and spirit. When you got born again, if you're born again tonight, sitting here tonight, if you are born again, then your human spirit, that the moment that you were conceived, your human spirit was attached to you. It wasn't activated and really working on your behalf until you got born again. But the moment you got born again, your human spirit and the Holy Spirit became one. Your conscience is the mind of your spirit. And who's filling the ideas and thoughts of your conscience, if that's what you're yielding to. The Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is telling your spirit what God's Word says and what God's saying about given specific given situations that you find yourself in. Reason is the mind of your soul. Your mind... Your soul is not your brain. You have a brain that is the thinking part of your physical body, but that is not your soul. And reason through your soul based on, well, you know, it looks like things may not be good because the weather's bad, and so I'm not going to travel because the wind's blowing real hard. You're reasoning in your mind about a decision that needs to be made. Well, Pastor, but you know, God gave us a brain, yeah? He gave you a brain, but more importantly, He gave you a spirit. And He wants the spirit man developed more than the soul is developed, the reasoning mind is developed, and more than the feelings of the flesh. Your natural, your, your soul, your re, the reasoning part of you, will try to reason your way out of all kinds of things in life. Financially, physically, your reasoning mind can tell you, you know, man, I got, I got this pain in my body and so that must mean that something's wrong. wonder if I've got cancer. wonder if this, all of a sudden, your mind just starts running. That reasoning mind will not lead you to the Word of God. 
It'll lead you to trying to get help just in the natural realm. Doesn't mean you can't have help in the natural. But what we're talking about is living a life above my reasoning mind. Remember what we just talked about, the scripture we just read in Ephesians 3.20? Now to him who is able, yeah, I know he's able, but he wouldn't do it for me. No, that's not what it said. It said he's able to do above and beyond anything that I can ask or think, anything that my reasoning mind can dream up. He can do above and beyond all of that according to what's working on the inside of me. And that thing on the inside of me is my spirit, one with the Holy Spirit, and me yielding to what the Holy Spirit is filling my conscience with so that I'm yielding to that, then paying attention, then telling my mind, we're not believing that mess. But you'll never tell your mind to shut itself down and we're not going with what we see, what we hear, and how we feel. We're not going with that. You'll never have the ability to do it if you don't know how to yield to what the Holy Spirit is revealing to you. You'll never have the ability. I'm just telling you right now, you'll never have the ability. What I've learned is, in 44 years, because there's so much of it out there, so much potential to give into your reasoning mind every day throughout the day, it is a full-time job to learn to yield. It's full-time. I mean, it's full-time. I mean, there's days, there's days when I feel like I dug ditches for 10 hours mentally and the battle in the soul there's days you feel like that because it is a non-stop battle but where are you gonna go what are you gonna do back off and go where back off because it gets tough what's not tough in this life it's tough we can make all kinds of excuses but at the end of the day when I've made a decision in my life based on what I see and what I hear, and I paid no attention to this, 99.999% of the time it's going to be wrong. Those who are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons and daughters of God, those who bear witness to what the Holy Spirit is revealing. We've got to learn it. We've got to learn it. We've got to spend time in it. We've got to spend time listening. Number one, you've got to spend time listening like to teaching that we've done over the last few months in this. Spend time just because it's not, listen to me, faith in God comes from hearing the word taught. Okay? But many times the word you heard taught, you got one thing out of that and the Holy Spirit said, now I want to show you this. I wanted you to listen to that whole message. I wanted you to list, sit there and listen to that and pay attention, take notes, and I want to show you this. I've been, in the middle, I've been at times listening to a word. Man, I was so excited, and all of a sudden, I'm listening to the word being preached, and the Holy Spirit is interrupting. <laughs> Do not forget. Make sure. Make notes. Do not forget what he said about that. Because I want you to get that, and I want it to go deep on the inside of you. I mean, I mean, I'm, and it's like, 
get to the end of the message and think, man, I got to get that, I got to get that message because I, I, I don't know what they said. Because the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit took one thing that is like, it's time today for you to get that down inside of you. That's his job. I've got to yield to that. Every time something in your reasoning mind is telling you, you know, uh, I mean, this is a dumb example, but this is a good one. You know, it's like being at a car dealer and you're going to buy a new car and they're trying to convince you it's the last one on the planet. We gotta, we gotta take care, we gotta buy it. You know? And usually those are lemon. And you bought out of emotion, and it's not like you couldn't go get that same exact car. They could have it shipped there from nine different places. But there's so many things like that in life that put this pressure on us from our soul, trying to convince us, getting us to reason instead of yielding. Don't be a reasoner, be a yielder. Feeling is the mind of the body. And I'll tell you this, if you're going to walk in divine health in your body, you cannot be moved by how you feel. And, I mean, you may be going through something, you may have some pain in your body. I mean, I can't tell you different times that I've had pain in my body, and, and I, I may even look like, like I may get up out of the chair or something, and, and something's hurting me or something, I feel pain or whatever, but I'm walking it out, and I'm not giving into it, and I'm not, I'm not cowing down to that feeling, because that feeling will then dictate what your end results will be. No, I'm yielding to the Holy Ghost. I may be somewhere. I, I was just in and out of an airport not too long ago, and, and I, I was somewhere, and I got up, and, and man, my lower back just kind of grabbed me. And, and I just stood there for a minute, like I couldn't move, and I was standing up straight, and I thought, where's Brian? No. And, and, I, I'm, and I'm pulling myself up like that, and then I just, I said no. And, you know, the people all around, but I just begin to pray in, in other tongues. I begin to speak, and I kept hearing. I hear this so much of the time anymore. No, no, no. My word is medicine to your body. You know, you don't pay attention to that. And I, I'm just, I walked it off. I did a couple of stretches, and I walked it off, and I was fine. And I didn't, and I hadn't, I haven't felt that since then. You understand? You cannot. Doesn't mean you don't feel bad. Doesn't mean that things don't hurt. Don't, it, don't, don't deny the fact that something's there. Just deny its right to work or operate in your life or in your body. I'm not giving it any place. So, remember those three things as I read these last two verses of Scripture. Your conscience is the mind of your spirit. Reason is the mind of your soul. And feeling is the mind of your body. And actually, it, it's, not, it's not really, it, it, it's an expression 
It, it, it's the expression of the Holy Spirit in your conscience. It's the expression uh, in, in the soul of reasoning. It's that expression. It's the expression of feeling. And we've got to take control of that and spend our time yielding and investing in the maturity of our spirit man. Because the Holy Spirit's there to reveal. But if we don't do anything, according to the power that works inside of me, that's me and the Holy Ghost, me yielding to Him, listening to Him before I listen to anything else. No reason, no feeling. Only Him. You give in to that, you grow. You develop. You learn to yield to that. Thing about this walk with God, with what we're talking about yielding, is that you can hit it, you can talk about it. I've addressed it from 10 different sides. But until you experience it, the proof of the pudding is in the eating. Right? Until you experience it and really know. I don't care how long you've been saved. I don't care how much word you know or anything else. If you've not learned how to begin to yield to the voice that's not a voice, because the, the Bible calls it the voice of the Spirit, but it's not a voice. It's a knowing that has a voice, but it's not audible. And, and if you don't develop that, with all of the tools that we've given you, like in this series, if you're not developing that, it's not going to just get on you and overtake you. God's not going to just come down and do it. You know what I say about that. He's not the doer. He's the helper. He'll help us do it. Can you say amen to that? 24th chapter of Acts and verse 16. This being so, I myself, this is Paul, always strive to have a conscience without offense toward God and men. Conscience that is without offense toward God and man. How do you do that? How do you do it? Well, first thing is you have to admit you're offended. How do you get a clear conscience from offense? How do you keep your conscience clean and clear of offenses? By dealing with it. By admitting, you know what? I'm, I mean, God knows you're offended. That's all that really matters. He knows. Don't hide it. You're offended. I mean, you, you take that word and apply whatever you want. You're offended. You're, you're, you, you've got unforgiveness. You've got bitterness. You, you're jealous. You're angry. You're frustrated. You have attitude. You're competitive. I don't care what it is. It's all demonic. It all comes from the enemy. And Paul said, I strive. To keep my conscience clear. How do you do that? It's a striving. It's work to put the word before your ears and before your eyes and coming out of your mouth and, and, and spending time praying in the Spirit and knowing what that is and how to yield to what the Holy Spirit is showing you and revealing to you on a day-to-day -day basis. It's day-to-day. -day. It's not just when you feel like it. It's every day. You have to get to that place of believing that. Because, see, this kind of preaching sometimes can 
have the feeling that, you know, man, all this stuff we got to do is going to wear us out. I, got, I, got, I'm already, I already have a busy life. No, with God, just give him about two and a half minutes. If you give him two and a half minutes, speak some word. Two and a half will turn into five if you just don't quit the two and a half. It'll turn into five because you want five. And five will turn into 10 and 15 and 20 because that's what you want. When you develop daily routines like that, like we've talked about and preached about many, many times, giving you all kinds of different um, confessions and things to help build and, and supply your daily routine, when you do that, then the Holy Spirit has things to reveal to you. If you don't develop and have the Word coming in your ears, coming in your eyes, spending time with it, coming inside of you, then coming out of your mouth, He doesn't have anything to reveal because you're not aware of anything. But the more you do it daily and you strive, what did He say? I myself always strive to have a conscience without offense toward God and men. You can't do that without the Holy Ghost. Can't do it without Him. And then my last verse, and I'll end with this tonight. First <clears throat> Timothy one nineteen. God, it just, <laughs> man. I'm going to read this verse, but I'm going to tell you this first. This could have been me. This verse right here could have been me. I could have been one of these casualties right here. Could have been me. Could have been you. Could be you. Could be me. You, you say those kind of things. It'll never be me. That's my declaration. This will never be me. But it could have been. And Paul says this. Having faith and a good conscience, which some having rejected, comma, concerning the faith, have suffered shipwreck. Having faith and a good conscience, which some having rejected concerning the faith and what we've been talking about, have suffered shipwreck. He used those words because they dealt with ships. Paul had many shipwrecks, but that's not what he was talking about here. He's talking about the shipwreck of life. You reject striving after a good conscience and a heart that will not be offended no matter what. You reject that, and what happens, our life ends up as a shipwreck. And when I say you reject it, you got to know it first. I'm not talking about people that have had a difficult time, but they have had no opportunity to hear what you're hearing tonight and the opportunity to hear all the word for 44 years that I've heard. 
I'm talking about the people that have had the opportunity to hear and reject it. I, I, I can't tell you how that, how much my heart, I don't know what you call it, I almost feel like it bleeds for all the shipwrecked victims. Doesn't have to be that way. But you have to choose. And you have to choose to strive and never give up. Because if you don't quit, you will reap. Some of your reaping in life will be on the other side. But I'm here to be faithful to God, to see all that belongs to me coming now, will come now, in this life, but some of our reaping's on the other side. Who cares? Here, there, wherever. If you don't quit, you will reap. Can you say amen to that? So, if we don't learn how to yield, I, I, don't, I don't feel like, I don't, I'm not saying that like to put fear on somebody. I'm just saying it matter-of-factly because the Bible's all about facts, about the way things are. The things that Jesus and the, the Apostle Paul and the different ones, the writers in, in Scripture, the, the, not, nothing was suggestive. They were all commands. You do this and it'll work. You don't, it won't. You choose to yield and learn how to yield. If yielding was easy, everybody would be doing it. They'd make a multi-level marketing company out of it and, you know, it'd be... You yield, and then you get somebody under your branch, and you do this and whatever. You know, people make all kinds of money out of it. It is easy. It's not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. And what I've shared with you over the last few months has been something that is very simple, but it's not easy. Dedication to something is not easy. Being dedicated being dedicated in a relationship is not something that's easy. But if you don't quit, you'll reap. You'll reap all the benefits and the rewards of being faithful to a person, to a spouse, or whatever it is. Being faithful to certain things, even when it's difficult. I mean, who hadn't had difficult stuff? My goodness. Somebody's looking for easy street. It's not there. Hmm? Because when you find it, there's probably not a sign on the outside of it when you turn into Easy Street, but it's a dead end. Because <laughs> there ain't no Easy Street. It may seem like it. Oh, man, I'm on Easy Street. <laughs> nah, I got it made. Hmm? Yeah, about 100 yards later, it's a dead end. And there's no access out. And by the time you get to the end of Easy Street, the devil's put up a blockade on the other end. There's nothing easy. Simple, but not easy. So we just stay with it and stay faithful. Learn to yield. I promise you, you're going to get everything God has promised you in His Word. Everything you've ever been promised by God, it'll come to pass as you learn to yield according 
to the power that works inside of you.